As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to a special edition of The Andy Staples Show. We are in Los Angeles and we are about to embark on a taco tour. And Ari has said something to me that I find shocking. Shocking. I'm not doing this for the show. I was legitimately shocked. When you Seriously? Said that. Yes. What did I say? You said that tacos weren't that great. I said that they're good, and I don't understand why everybody goes crazy about them. Because, now, because they are the perfect yeah. mix of carb, meat, and produce. Okay, so here's and I realize that describes a sandwich. You got to not getting into as a taco as a sandwich right now. So here's the thing. Let me start my defense by asking you a question. Okay, is there a genre of food that is widely accepted and beloved by America that just you don't cling to for some reason? No. Have you ever watched me eat? I oh, no. I'm just saying, like, there's certain like fast food restaurants. For instance, like I never go to Taco Bell. Right. There's. It's not because I don't think it tastes good. I'm sure. It, I mean, it's just it. not your thing. It's just not what I do. Like, is there any nat like a uh, food group that you just naturally don't no. gravitate toward? You so like okay. My premise is that they're good, mm-hmm. and every time I've gotten really good tacos, I've enjoyed it. I'm not okay. saying that they're but not. But you good. don't seek them out. I don't go out and of you my don't way. consider a great taco a religious experience. And here's why. Okay. Because if you think about the most important parts of that combination of meat, mm-hmm. produce, and carb. When you get to the carb area, I think that the tortilla is the bottom rung of carb. Oh, I'd rather have bread. Have you had or a bun? You, like, there's no. Have way. you not had a great fresh made of course I have corn or flour tortilla? Right. So how can you even say that they're good? That the fresh they're good, but how could you? It is say one that of the better greatest. Than bread? Because sometimes you think it tortillas is. are better than bread if they're fresh. Bun? If they're just made. So I think that's what my problem is. Like I've been so like when I think of like when you. When somebody asks you, like, what's the best part of a sandwich? Mm-hmm. I bet you you're the guy who would say, how good's the meat in the middle, right? No, the bread is, the is bread very important. The bread is like the whole it's not thing. The most impo- it's not the most important, but it's on par with the meat. So if I am in looking forward to a great it, taco, if it's got a lousy wrapper, it's not a great taco. Yes. So, but here's the thing. Whenever I've sought out the carb produce meat combo which you so affectionately said is perfect and i agree i've always found myself when i'm alone or eating alone or it's up to me 
gravitating towards a sub or a sandwich or a mm. hamburger or a hot dog or something that has a bun. I think we need to say so, that a taco is a sandwich and get Ari on, on so, board here. But here's what I'm going to say because I'm going into this very excited. Dan Rubenstein has this thing down to a science. Here. Yes. You've had really good tacos. I'm not necessarily sure that I've been exposed to the elite of the elite taco. So my hope is today that I am eating tacos with you guys that open my eyes to something that maybe I've been missing. Well, Dan grew up in Southern California, has very definitive opinions about tacos, and one of the original college football podcasters, so we got to pay our respects. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're about to get picked up to be taken around the Southland, as they call it here. And I have no idea the, the places that we're going, the names of the places, there's, nothing. There's, just, I believe the itinerary I, it was fluctuating this week, but I believe it's four or five taco places. There may be a pizza place thrown in. I hope so. So yeah, pizza tour would be like my thing. Well, listen. and I would love to go on a pizza tour with Dan. So hope he throws in one pizza place, but let me ask you this before we go. The perfect, combo, the, the perfect taco to you. Yeah. Construct it like the meat, the type of tortilla and the produce. You so I, I, I want to go like a great fresh corn tortilla and I want Something different meat-wise. Trite or tongue. What's that place you took me to in Vegas? That was kind of like a taco. Oh, that was uh that was Bong Bar. Yeah, that had that a, was the that Momofuku Changa. That was like um spicy. But that was Asian Korean. It was steak. Korean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Korean steak. Yeah. Good. It was very good. So and and that was that wrapper would make a great flour tortilla for a taco. Right. I'm I'm I lean toward the corn tortillas. But a good flour tortilla, I'll take too. Right. So, but yeah, I like I like the the tripe or the tongue or something like that. Or if you just do great things with your chicken or shrimp, good shrimp taco. Hard. The toppings differ on like if you go yeah, shrimp right. taco, you're going to the green salsas. You know, you you go beef, you're going to the red salsas. Like I think Baja Fresh is pretty good. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like for a fast food place, that's like I, I think it's pretty good. If we're going fast food fish tacos, Rubio's. Well, those are like the same thing, right? I, kind of. I don't think they're the same thing. It's the same business model? Not really. I like Rubio's too. Yeah. yeah I, mean, right. I didn't know that there was a distinction. We're going to be having better tacos than that. Yeah, no, I know. So. I'm excited. And uh, hopefully when we, re- when we record the wrap of this, I'll say, you know what? I was wrong. And I do that. But the thing too is like I live in Dallas. Even if I get my socks blown off today. I don't think that they can replicate it there because it's all Tex-Mex, which is different than what we're going to be having, right? Yeah. Don't worry. I'm going to send you the Pombazo place in Dallas. Okay. You'll be okay. all right. All right. Well, so, yeah, I'm excited. And I'm sorry if I offended this. And you'll have people in the comments like, this guy's an asshole. He doesn't like tacos. And they, Well, they, they got to keep listening. We don't know what's yeah, going to happen to you. Yeah, I know. I this, know. This may change your life, Ari. Give me like a, a piece of hot bread. You know, that's that's the <laughs> that's the nirvana of carb. But we'll see. This this is a man who says Domino's cheesy bread is a top, top tier appetizer. It so. is. There we go. All right. On to the tour. Bread is a better vessel for carb than the tortilla, right? So, but I haven't had okay. the best yeah. tacos on the face of the earth, and so we'll see what happens. But Well, I guess it's one of those things. It's like you're not always in the mood for the most bread. That's true. Right? Like, well, I mean, some people aren't. <laughs> I mean, listen. So you, you are talking, Mike, to a, a person in Ari who believes that Domino's cheesy bread is one of America's top three appetizers. <laughs> not not chain restaurant appetizers, 
<laughs> Top you know three. That on the people who haven't eaten. And you know, you know what I will say is, it does not need to be the classiest joint to have something that everyone oh, can appreciate. No, here. I mean, I, As someone pr- that proudly bangs I, the drum might, for hot and ready pizza. Exactly. I, I can't. Oh, oh, oh! See, I got a hot and ready fan too. Ari hates hot and ready. Really? Wait, how can you cape for cheesy bread like this? But then, <laughs> you, proud- when was the last time you had Domino's cheesy bread? Domino's cheesy bread. Oh, I mean, it's within, it's inside the year. Like I'm oh, still okay. a trash, I'm still a my, trash panda at heart. Is if you took Domino's cheesy bread and you put it, toothpicks in it, and you cut it up nicely and you put it on the table oh. at a five star steakhouse, people would go nuts for it. But because it's from Domino's, people can't admit that it's good. That's Have you the, ever been that, to a five star steakhouse? Uh, no. Never. <laughs> <laughs> we we were at a five star steakhouse what a month ago. And I will say Domino's cheesy bread was better than the bread there. No, I mean, just go get it and, like, go into it with an open mind instead of just shooting it down before you ever had it because it's from Domino's. That is my theory on a lot of things when it comes to the rich. Like, I always maintain that rich people sweatpants are just sweatpants yes. worn by rich people. I saw a pair at Target that if you put them on Jake Gyllenhaal or one of these guys, you'd all of a sudden walk by like, damn, I wonder where you're yeah, going. Target's it's coming Target, up. Target, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lock in. Yeah. Uh, it's true. The voices you're hearing are Mike Golick Jr. from the Gojo Experience. I mean, I know it's Gojo, but yeah. I just like the word experience. The Gojo I like show. it too. You have to say podcast. It's all SEO these days. Yeah, like, that is true. Podcast, G-O-J-O. Uh, you're hearing Andy Staples and Ari Wasserman from the Andy Staples Show at The Athletic. You're hearing my voice, Dan, Ty's voice. What's your voice sound like? Uh, my voice sounds something like this. Yeah. We are going to preview. We are in a van that I've called Van Rubenstein. Uh, I'm using the hashtag Branding Natty Tacos Hashtag Natty Tacos Pretty good Could do worse Are we live tweeting this? Yeah you, Okay And you can live Live live, live gromming I appreciate for any For the people that cannot see this uh-huh. That with the microphone configuration I feel like I'm in the, that showdown scene in the office <laughs> where Everyone's pointing at one another It's a Mexican food stand I've never been on three Ooh. podcasts right? uh, Yes that, that's the most amazing part. The content creation levels of this van are off the charts. It will be a, an interesting endeavor. The only, the, the only rule I gave Andy and Ari before you came, when we approach each taco spot, we have to yell at the driver not to turn the van off because it is powering the audio interface. Oh, heavens. So, <laughs> that's Ty's audio interface. Yes. The power to my audio interface is in my pants. With, that that's where my batteries are, my spare batteries. <laughs> I like this is some sort of a takeoff of that TikTok trend of your gender's what's in your pants and yours is just a power source a power for source. audio. A power brick is what Andy identifies as. Um, okay, first question, because we are going to get to tacos. We're stopping at four spots, hopefully. Uh, the first question is, and we'll keep it themed, we have TCU Georgia. On a scale of mild to muy picante... How do we feel about TCU, George, about dogs versus frogs? Mild being, it's fine. Muy picante meaning very spicy. You can go medium or spicy in there as well. We'll start with Ari Wasserman. Why do you have to do this to me, man? Because I'm this always the, the I'm, I'm the rain I'm the rain on the parade every to everybody. Um, I just am excited to see uh, if TCU can can compete. But when it comes to the spiciness factor. Sure. If you wanted a ten, was that muy muy picante? Yeah. Then I would want. You grew up in Scottsdale. How do you not know that Spanish at least? <laughs> I was gonna say, picante. as someone else who grew up in Scottsdale, you take Spanish from first grade on out there. Yeah, I actually took Hebrew in high school, <laughs> and, and I know more. I more know more Spanish than Hebrew. 
Um, but I, I, I would want to see the talent matchup be more equal if I was going to give it the Moy Picante. I think what's the cold? What's cold in Spanish? Frio. 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 I say Frio for so me. Mild. You have like I'm mild excited mild. to watch it. It's the national championship game, but the match, in my opinion, as a foregone conclusion. So what is your excitement happen. level? Uh, three out of ten. Three out of so, ten. I, I I had a question. Yeah. Go. What what star ranking were you as a recruit? I was three star. Okay. Was was Jake a four star? Uh, Jake might have been like one of the rankings. I forget how many okay. there were back then, but he was a better. Recruit. So I uh, never mind. I, I was I thought Ari might get all creamy here with with a, with a blue chipper in the car, but so. <laughs> we do have a blue chipper in the car. His name's Dan Rubin. Yeah, so, 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 star star rankings did not exist when I played high school football. Uh, they were about five years away from being created, but I would have been a zero. So okay. it's uh. But but no three is. It, Would I, you have been on a one nine hundred number call? No. Checking in. With, no. Because you weren't. Four or five of my teammates were. Okay. So I had a teammate who signed with Florida. A teammate who signed with Georgia. Some dudes who went to UConn. Like yeah. So they would have been on there. What's what's your level of spice for yeah. this matchup? I it's muy picante because if TCU wins, they'll write books about it. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna win, but if they do, they'll write books about it. Muy picante is good answer. Um. I'd also write books about Georgia if they win because it's a. Seth Emerson's already written that book. I'm saying he's just do part two. Okay, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off. Duh. Uh, I'll go. I'll go right below Muy Picante and I'll go spicy because again, in these, I'm generally a proponent of I want to see what we believe are the absolute two best, like most talented rosters, deepest rosters, all that stuff. I never complained about Clemson versus Bama when I thought we were getting the two best teams, Mm -hmm. but elite color matchup and a David versus Goliath potential, and David seems incredible. Incredibly capable based off what we saw in the semifinal. The the thing about the David Goliath thing to me is Mm -hmm. that if David's rocks miss, then you're just going to see some team get pummeled. You know what I mean? So, like, there's like a 75% chance that this isn't a competitive football game. And if that's the case, nobody wants a blowout in this game. I mean, the answer is a 6 out of 10. So medium is six out of ten. Okay, yeah. a yeah, little maybe bit th- above. Maybe three was medium. a little low. A medium, medium salsa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, listen, listen. We got two great semis. That's true. Right. We've never had three great CFP games in the fourteen format. We just haven't. So I don't think we 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 I don't think we've earned it as a society. To be honest, it's true. We probably. I mean, we definitely. We definitely have not. No. But the possibility of TCU winning, I think, is what makes it spicy. There's nothing spicy inherently about Georgia. Georgia's as vanilla as it gets in this right. matchup. I mean, because they were sort of expected to be here, you know, to be in the national championship. To the narrative and, isn't there for Georgia the in the there. same way. Okay. But that, the like, TCU, they're not breaking through. I was going to say this on our show, Andy, but I'll yeah. say it here because people on Solid Verb will come for the takes, right? Of course. This game should have been and was supposed to be a semifinal. So this was supposed to be, well, can they do it? And we are supposed to get that in the semifinal. And if you would have switched the seeding... Just once. Sure. You would have had a very exciting semifinal with Ohio State Michigan on one side, because obviously who wouldn't want to watch that? Right. And then on this side, you would get the same exact uh, the answer is me, situation. The I don't want to watch that game again. You wouldn't want to watch it again? No. Okay. We saw it. I would. I, I would like to see it on the field again. I would like to see it on the field as many times as it takes. Even if you wouldn't, if you don't like rematches, you could right. still acknowledge that that would be a very oh, it's highly objectively a very good. Matchup. So, yeah. so then we would get Georgia and TCU, which is what we all just talked about, right? And then if it were a blowout in that scenario, that's what we've come to expect. Then you would have gotten Ohio State, Georgia, or Michigan and Georgia, mm-hmm. and that would have been a better title game. So my hope is that we go three for three here. I mean, everybody's hoping it's a yeah, good game, right? right. Like that's we had it, and my prediction is we will not have it in the. 
four-team era. Right. I, I think we can all agree Georgia Ohio State was probably the best game we will get of these three. As far as the total amount of talent on the field that turned right. into a compelling game with a comeback, that had all the feel of what you're describing and, and wanting that's what a I national, view the national title championship being as a snar snob or a talent snob. Right. Okay. Interesting. Ty, what do you have this as? Well, you I, said I'm six, six out of ten. What do you have it as? I have it as spicy. I have it as spicy not because I expect it to be a forty to thirty-seven classic. But because the potential is there, like Andy said, the potential is there because of the storyline with TCU. And I know there's the, the idea of like cute story TCU, it changes with Georgia. And you know, they, they get by Michigan in an unorthodox way, I would say. An unusual way with two so, big sixes and so in the, the back of, and forth. In terms of tacos, this is a very a very mild taco. No, this but is there spicy. is one but there is oh. one ingredient that adds the spice. In my yeah. opinion, that ingredient's TCU. Yeah, TCU adds the spice in that even though they don't separate from teams, they continually find ways as the Big 12 runner-up. I, I do say that, yeah. yeah the Big 12 That's just mean. I know. Well, um, like, the one thing we at least know is they won't be physically overmatched at the lines of scrimmage, which I feel like is the easiest place for this to spiral out of control. Yeah, right. Like, I'm sorry, we have to wave bye-bye to that notion. Even in the Big 12 championship game they lost, they did not lose the line of scrimmage. Right. Right. Will Howard and a bunch of skill players put up a great performance, but watch the tape. The team in the frog kind of purple knocked the team in the wildcat kind of purple back more Well, and, and yeah, and, and Michigan, their whole thing is we're really tough up front. Two-time yes. Joe Moore award-winning yeah. offensive line, and TCU very much held their own against Michigan on the line of scrimmage. Yeah, the, the spice to me is, look, you've got corners who've struggled in Georgia. You have Quinn Johnston, right? There are elements you're like, I don't know that this is going to happen for four quarters, but I could see how it could happen for a while. And mm -hmm. if you do something for a while and hang around long enough, weird things can happen. So I'm there spicy now. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. So what do you think is the, and, and maybe this is just human nature, guys, but, yep. like, what do you think the thing is about American sports fans and, like, just wanting the Disney movie to happen? Like, it, I mean, American entertainment fans want the Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> that's the entire ethos, right? Yeah. yeah. We, yeah we're, we're a country made of people who brought down the, the biggest empire in the world and kicked them out. Yeah, like, like <laughs> we were the, 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 we are an underdog story. Rather, like I don't know, like you want to watch the version of Avengers where Thanos just wins? Uh, you're talking to the wrong guy on that one. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what you just said. Five stones, five stars. Yeah. Would you rather watch like Evander Holyfield and Tyson, or would you rather watch Buster Douglas and like it happened once, but like 
a, a boxing match where that's a terrible example because that was actually the one that that worked out well, here, that way. But a boxing match, we have a th uh, the second time Buster Douglas, like when Buster Douglas fought Holyfield. That's what I mean, yeah. it didn't go well. The problem is that TCU beat Michigan, right? TCU proved that they could win a yeah. level game, a playoff matchup. So on a neutral field, granted, yeah, yeah, they get like a yeah. twelve and a half point line. And Vegas sees it as a as an even bigger underdog. Listen, I'll tell you this: if TCU covers the spread and like loses by ten, I would I would like I'll like I said on his show, I will kneel at the altar of Sonny Dykes. Like if they can like keep this where the game's in question with the talent discrepancy that they have. Will you run a triathlon? Uh, if you do it with me, I'll do it with you. <laughs> and if you do it with me. Cheesy bread at the end. Cheesy bread at the end. <laughs> Cheesy bread triathlon. Can I, can I get in on this? I, I don't really want to ride the bike or swim, but... <laughs> ride the bike and swim. Which one do you think would be the do worst of it? Half? Swimming would be the worst, no question. The swimming. Look at, look at us. <laughs> we don't look like Michael Phelps. But at least you'll be like in cool water. But tired in water, and, and, and trying not to drown. Oh, no, yeah. You don't, you don't want that life. No, I think the idea of... The underdog in general and the underdog in college sports is because we do quantify players with stars, right? And so there is that natural element of Alabama being unlikable, of Ohio State being unlikable because they are hoarding the so-called best players, and it's not fair. And maybe I'm the best. Who is, who is the ultimate five stars? Let, 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 let's, let's remember the ultimate five-star outfit, the ultimate stars matter outfit, another reference that Ari will not get at all, mm -hmm. the Galactic Empire. Mm. Right, so it's it's Luke Skywalker, Love right? Comic it's, books. Yes, it's not a comic book. <laughs> it's a western in oh. space. A western in space. Where the stereotypes are easily identifiable. Yes. <laughs> Don't like sci-fi. Love sci-fi. No, the idea is people want drama, right? And if you're going into the game saying it's a foregone conclusion that the team with the better players and the overwhelmingly better roster is going to easily win, then you're sucking the drama out of the story. And so, which is why I think it's okay to cling for the one that. Actually, by the way, I'm looking at that. I'm looking at that oil rig, which yeah. there are in Los Angeles. That's where they filmed the beginning scenes of Beverly Hills Cop Two. I just wanted to point that out. That does look. That's a great movie. Wow. Brigitte Nielsen stood in that spot. Do you know any of these names, Ari? Uh, I, I know what the movie is. Okay. <laughs> but here's the thing that you'll have to know about me too. Like. Yeah. I care very little about celebrity gossip and uh, like the. I'm that way with the royal family. With the yeah, royal same, family, the same care. way. So like, I could recognize people and go, "Oh yeah, I've seen her on TV before," but I don't know what any actors or actresses' names are. You know who Eddie Murphy is, you know right? Who Eddie oh. Murphy is, yeah. But like, you know, if you walk by a tabloid and you see nine stars on the front of it, right. like I don't even know who eight of them are. Well, we're gonna see all of them tonight. Stars yeah. matter, but very specific. <laughs> <Yes>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ari's like Deuce Robinson. Yes. yes! Ariana Grande? Who? Oh, I know who that is. A man has to have a code. <laughs> okay, so we're going to now. All right, so the first taco place. So this, speaking of drama, okay, we have about 15 minutes until they close. How are we doing up front, Scott? We're going to get there uh, five minutes. We got five Woo! minutes to spare. Hot damn. So it is a place called Mariscos Jalisco. It is... Seafood tacos, they're crispy shrimp tacos. Ooh. To me, they're the best shrimp tacos in the known universe. In the known universe. In the known universe. I've had shrimp tacos in Mexico. Uh, they are just incredible and they're magic. And it's a truck, and every year they appear on the 101 best like restaurants in Los Angeles in the LA Times. So as we arrive at these places, Dan, yeah. you'll be telling us what they're known for and yes. what to get? Yes. Okay. We're all gonna get shrimp tacos at this place. They have other things I wanna pace ourselves. 
because we've got three other places. Uh, so, but I want your guidance, so I'm happy to hear that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I love having things put in my lap. <laughs> yes. My recommendation is two shrimp tacos each. That is that seem right, Scott? Yeah. Okay. So four for me. Yes. I mean, look, Andy's you, gonna get like nine of them. Yeah. There we go. I'm a little bit nervous. You gotta eat big to get big. Now, I, here's the thing. I understand pacing though. Like, I didn't understand that as a younger person, but as you get older and you go to the places with the uh, the the tasting menus, and you're like. This is not any food right. when the first score shows up. Mm. And then you're stuffed at the end and you realize, oh, because they timed it out right. That's why. They know what they're doing. They I'm, they're Andy, you can put down an absurd amount of food. Yes. I don't you know, know what your pace is. That's, that's, well, I'm built different. <laughs> Let's be real about this. <laughs> the, thing is, the thing is with Marisco's Jalisco is they've got a really well-named seafood tostada and it stacks up tall and that's going to appeal to Andy. It's called the Poseidon. And so now Andy in his mind is like, see. I smell a challenge. Uh, yeah. see. It's like smelling a challenge. This van, yeah. after a few stops, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's going to have a Could little bit of fun. Could present its own challenge. Just, yeah. you know, show some chivalry. You know? <laughs> All right, so quick update. The first place we wanted to go to, the seafood taco place, the shrimp taco place, closed and not even there. We didn't even have an opportunity. So this is the problem when when taco spots are mobile. I know, right? They're they're not. They can when when you can drive your restaurant away. Yes, it might not be there. So that was tough. But we pivoted. Audible football term. We went to Sonora Town, which is wood-fired excellence, great tortilla. They have a trophy in the front for having the best tortilla. We picked up a guest. Not that this show is big enough already. Mina Kimes, ESPN. Welcome, welcome to Van Rubenstein. <laughs> I was just hanging out in Sonora Town, and you guys what ran, ran into me. What absolute LA small town, small town, <laughs> um, crazy. So celebrities, they're just like us. You're more NFL than college, if at all college. But you just watch. You grind tape. So. The tape grinding really commences after the Super Bowl. I'm not going to sure. lie to you. So I'm more, I'm a fan during the regular season. Um, and this year, Mike and I were talking about it, because I've been traveling less, I got to watch more college football, which was really fun. I'm mm-hmm. a fan of several teams. Who? Who? Um, sort of. I'm a lapsed Nebraska fan. Okay. I was born in Nebraska. I got became it. a football fan generally because of Nebraska football. Tommy Frazier is my favorite probably football player of all time. Oh. Um, but then I... I know some people who, who were Less kind of embarrassed by Tommy Frazier <laughs> on a very large national stage. Uh, but it all worked out the following year yeah. when I showed up. Oh, wait, I had nothing to do with that. Uh, <laughs> and then um, UW, Washington, uh-huh. uh, is another team that I refer. I probably actually pay a little bit more. I mean, they're more fun lately, obviously. Yeah. It's been a good year uh, this year. It's been yeah. a really good year, yeah. So those are my two teams, but, you know, otherwise I dabble. UW was a was an amazing story this year though with Michael Penix Jr. and Kalen DeBoer and uh, it it was weird seeing them be fun again. Well, I would I mean obviously you know UW has had some good years not that long ago, but uh, it wasn't a fun kind of good. Fun. Yeah, yeah. No, I actually thought this was. I and was... I'm an Oregon fan and alum, and it was still. Oh, they were pretty good. <laughs> um, I know it's tough. But yeah, no, I was thinking that watching the Alamo, but like. Who opens up a bowl game with a goddamn flea flea? They're just mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. And like, <laughs> not Jimmy Lake. That's who. No, yeah. it's a total about face. But it's been doors. really cool because the board, like, the coaching staff seems both fun and competent, which is that exotic mix that's very mm-hmm. hard to find. So I'm pretty pumped about the future. And obviously, with Penix coming back, it's going to be a really exciting season next year. 
All right, so Georgia TCU. You watched the playoff, I assume. Of course. Thoughts on semis, thoughts on matchup. Okay. Well, I mean, semis, you know, that gif of Millhouse sitting in front of the TV with just the air coming out, blowing back. That's what it was for all of us. Um, I didn't think it was going to – this is obviously – there's a consensus. I certainly didn't think that TCU was going to no, have that same. sort of performance. Um, and, you know, I think also – I mean, I – on the Georgia side too, I I thought that was obviously a lot closer than I obviously, but it was a lot closer than I expected too. So I, I think what I liked about the games is that while uh, what are, what are they laying down 12, 13? 12 and a half. Okay, yeah. So that's fine, <laughs> but those semis kind of make me think it could be more fun than that, and maybe that's a little bit of recency bias. I no, don't know. how do you well, feel? I, I think that's kind of where I fall is based off the semi, and we were having this conversation before about how excited everyone is for this game based on the matchup. And I think the consensus I've come to is if we can get one good half out of this, I will be perfectly satisfied. One score at halftime, and if Georgia opens this up late and ends up covering late in this game, like late third into the fourth quarter, I will feel satisfied, and I will feel like TCU fans will be able to walk out with their head held high because they've already proved a lot. If they just don't fall behind quickly and immediately, I think it could be fun. And I like this. I mean, the quarterbacks, they're like the perfect college quarterbacks. They're just gamers. They are Deeply flawed gamers. Yes. <laughs> insert every stereotype about white quarterbacks who are kind of moxie, gritty, scrappy. I mean, people have already... Coach's son. Right coach on the field. So... Right. What are they that was Jake like, Locker. Right-handed. Show people. some respect. <laughs> that's that's funny. Um... <laughs> They, they're kind of similar in certain ways, I think. It's just that they're both not the, like, they're both not the greatest passers, but they're incredibly gritty, <laughs> yeah. and they're I willing mean, to leave the game damaged. In a couple years, Stetson Bennett will put you in a Kia Telluride. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, yeah. It's, oh, the, yeah. Uh, it's the full Fully. cast future, yeah. Right. Well, that's the thing about college quarterbacks in general, though. Like, you don't have to be an NFL prospect to be really good at what you need to be. thousand percent. No. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like some of the best quarterbacks that came – through college in the last 10 years wouldn't even sniff the NFL in, in a especially now when all you have to really be able to do is kind of meaningfully affect the edge with your legs yes like yeah, Stetson Bennett everyone yeah. loves talking about what a dual threat he is because in college you can make some DNs look kind of well bad. it was that crazy I was watching and I don't want to impose on your turf because you know way more about it than I do but I was watching an NFL game I don't know if it was last week. Did you have did you have action on that said game? Am I breathing? Um, <laughs> what was the game? I can't. It was a it was an Eagles game or something, okay. and I think it was before Jalen Hurts got injured. But Jalen Hurts uh, rolled right, and the defensive end had an angle on him a little bit, but it like tr- and, 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 and like yeah. ran him down. Whereas in college, that would be a twenty five yard run, oh, and like yeah. the um, the amount of speed that's just on the defensive line in the NFL never ceases to blow my mind. And that's like part of the reason why I have such a hard time with games like this because the dudes that are going to be in the defensive line in the NFL and those types of guys who are going to track down Jalen Hurts in three years on Sunday Night Football are the dudes that are on Georgia's defensive line. You know, and like they're already kind of morphing into that. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see if Max. Max Duggan can like break through that, and I'm sure he will to a certain extent. Well, you saw C.J. Stroud run on them pretty well, and C.J. Stroud not known as a runner. No, I think part of the reason why he ran so well is because he he has zero tape of running it at all. (laughs) So like it's like the fact that he finally like they coached him up to do it, I think was a really good thing for Ohio State's scheme. But yeah, uh, certainly don't think you need to have an NFL arm or all the NFL traits that they judge these guys on at the NFL Combine to be a national champion at the college level. Mike, Mike and Mina mentioned hopefully getting one good half mm. out of the game. 
the way that TCU beat Michigan was they took Michigan out of their game right away. In the first half, they were up 21-3. Michigan had to change. They had to adapt. They couldn't quite. Obviously, they weren't able to win. What happens if the other thing happens? What happens if Georgia does the flash fry and they're up 21-3? Does TCU it's over. shot? No, no. no. But here, here's the problem. Ohio State roped Georgia into the game that Georgia doesn't necessarily want to play, but Georgia's equipped to play it anyway. And that's that's where Georgia is that's, that's above everybody else. Throws are three ninety eight. So exactly, you can play that game too. Well, that's the been there difference too, right? Like that's my biggest thing is TCU. You've been able to do this all year long. Like having felt national title quicksand, it's a little bit different when you know you're the only show in town and the team on the other side's got the space alien. I was yeah. I was driving back from the Fiesta Bowl during the Ohio State game. What was the largest deficit? Was it fourteen or did they get up by more than four? No, it was I think seven. I think it was. Am I? It was fourteen. It was fourteen. Yeah. I, was, I know it was the largest deficit they had overcome, and, and they made it. They made it twenty-one all. And when it was twenty-one all, that's when I'm like, oh, that's okay. They're good. And then Ohio State just go, scores immediately. I think you guys maybe can help me out here because so I I usually watch for prospects. I mean, I it's kind of what I'm more dialed into. And outside of Johnston and. Ringo Johnston is very exciting to me from that angle. Not to Ringo. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's that's it's going to tell us a lot. Like that's what I watch. For. I'm excited to see that play out. Um, like who on TCU really scares? To, I mean, that, that's sort of D- the difference between D- D- Dylan Dylan Horton, the edge rusher, who's like it's weird. He's a Gary Patterson special who didn't actually sign with TCU out of high school. He was a safety in high school. Oh, the little guy si- signed with New Mexico. They make him an edge rusher. He transfers to TCU in 2020 and becomes a very good edge rusher. Like he's kind of moved up into like a top 100 draft and prospect kind of guy. So like if you take yeah. Johnston out of the game, what I mean? Uh, guys, yeah. It's like so they're starting. Running back Kendra Miller's beat up. Uh, Tay Barber is a fifth year receiver, I want to say. Yeah, and he's good, well, and he's, he's a bigger play guy, but he's not huge. And I don't know if I don't know what his forty time is. I don't know if he is somebody who keeps coordinators well, up. Enough. The thing that really stuck out to me at the TCU game last weekend was just how fast they are. Yes, and I think that the fact that you're very fast, Gary, the, Gary, well, Gary, speed is a neutralizer of athletic. Uh, yeah. Deficit, right? So that's and they're big, like across the yeah. board. Yeah. Their big. offensive line is heavier to a man than the Michigan offensive line that we all talked so glowingly about. Like they are a big group of people. I always, I, I was stunned that that was such a storyline going into the game. Like, did we all not remember Pat McAfee losing his mind at college game day when Kansas was playing TCU? Like, look how big these guys are. Yeah. Like, there is based in reality on that on both sides. Like, they have an 18-year-old true freshman nose guard who looks like a grown man already. Do you yeah. think that line can handle – I mean, what struck me watching Georgia against Ohio – and I know Ohio State has true like prospects on their offensive line – is, like, outside of Carter, the edge no. – Georgia is not much. Georgia's so not had a lot of elite edge. Like, the best edge Georgia had was Jermaine Johnson, who transferred to Florida State so he could be a three-down player. Right. And they lost their starting edge this year, Nolan Smith. Right, he got hurt. Yeah. Yes. But but Nolan Smith never... No, he was never game-changing. Never lived up to the hype coming out of high school. He was the same class as Kayvon Thibodeau, and that was the sort of one-two, and Thibodeau completely outshined him. Go Ducks. Yeah, you go know, Ducks. I mean, we, we one figures, especially after watching the last game, that Duggan's going to be on the move constantly, yep. some by design, mm-hmm. some not. Um... And I guess, yeah, I just, I do wonder if, I don't want to say there's like a blueprint that was laid down necessarily with Stroud because Stroud put up like maybe the best game of his career. Yeah. But like, especially, cre- I think creating for like using his legs in the run game, absolutely huge. But there were multiple plays where 
Jalen Carter baptizes someone in the middle of the line, runs screaming scot-free at C.J. Stroud, and then he delivers a 40-yard dart down the field for a touchdown or a big play. Which like, Duggan's incapable of doing, right? Incapable? Yes. Uh, yeah, he, you think that he can? He, he has the arm like that and under pressure. I mean, he doesn't have Stroud's. Yeah, no, he's not. He doesn't have that arm strength, but he absolutely has proven on multiple occasions that maybe not down the field that much, but he's capable of buying time and making big getting plays. passes like, out under pressure. He yeah. did that against a Michigan defense that is far better statistically at rushing the passer than the Georgia defense is. Georgia's thing yeah. is you just got to be ready for all the sim shit. Like right. you look at this last game and it's a hornet's nest on every snap for the offensive line to try and go. So through. one of one of the interesting things too, and David Oven of the Athletic, theathletic.com, correct? Uh, I believe that's the site. Yeah, just making sure. Wrote about how both LSU in the SEC championship game and Ohio State went tempo. And that mm-hmm. kept Georgia in personnel groups on defense. And Georgia's so deep, they're like, well, we're just going to keep rotating dudes in. And so what Ohio State did was really, really smart in going tempo as a non-tempo team. And you can speak to this better mm-hmm. than I can. But TCU has no problem doing that, right? Yeah. They're, they're very much a team that, and this was also in the piece, talking to other assistants who have played Georgia, who just like t- or have watched TCU. They're not a we-do-what-we-do team. They're we look for deficiencies. Well, it, that's what amazes me about TCU. If you look at their the game they played against the most ta- talented on paper team they played was Texas. And they turned that game into a complete rock fight. Yeah. I mean, 2.8 yards of carry for Texas. They made them abandon the run game. Like, Bijan couldn't do anything. It was it was incredible. Shocking to me. That was shocking. Yeah. My impression of TCU, ah, these guys, they're cute with their little 335 and they're kind of soft and they got speed but can they get into that kind of game and then watching that I was like oh my god maybe I don't know anything Did about they this like 14 <laughs> of their first 18 rush attempts go for negative yardage yeah well and 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 so, the, the guy who played the guy who played offensive line at Notre Dame can can maybe back me up on this one the 335 is essentially the the triple option of defenses yes the the fits are really weird there is there was a perfect shot in the broadcast where you saw what this defense like the install on paper when you see it how it's supposed to look is triangle right behind the three down linemen there so in a lot of times it was uh like d winters or one of those guys there that's back there so you call out everything blocking assignment wise if you're going to do anything but zone block it you're going to have a bad time because now all of a sudden it messes up all of your tracks it messes up how quickly you're going off the first guy and then they can jack him around and insert anywhere like we used to call it the jack when you'd have like a spinner like that usually it was a d lineman they've just taken it and done it with like a hybrid safety linebacker body we'll be right back after these words mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market one thing that struck me watching the michigan game again not watching too much tape on tcu is just because you've got so much so many bodies and coverage it looked like jj mccarthy didn't quite know what he was seeing and i Mm -hmm. think when you look at this game you're like hey what would it take for an upset 
Um, obviously, I think we all agree it probably would have to be a bit of a shootout. But I also think it would be Stetson Bennett getting confused, not reading the field right. And maybe perhaps this, you know, it's a little bit unusual <laughs> scheme. Like maybe and, that will sell some people. And Stetson's got some gunslinger in him. That's that's the other part oh, is yeah. Kirby Smart had to calm him down before. Like, did anybody see Kirby Smart run up to Stetson Bennett as they're walking off the field at halftime? Mm-hmm. So what he was telling him is, we're going to need you to lead us on a game-winning drive. You can't do what you just did. Because the the first down play... So what had happened is Georgia scores. Ohio State immediately goes back down and scores. And Georgia gets the ball back with like 49 seconds left. And Stetson, first play... It is the JT. Well, it was the JT Tui Malau play from Penn State that he had a pick six on. He just dropped the ball. Right. And, and then the next play, Stetson airmails it, and it should have been a pick six. And then they just took a knee. So that's if you're TCU, you gotta you gotta rope him into that. He's kind of like he like will have like a great quarter. Mm-hmm. Am I being unfair? No, his fourth quarter was incredible. Yeah. yeah. And and so the last drive, the game winning drive, he was five of five. He's a gamer. Yeah, I, I, it's exactly what he is. But he's willing to put the ball in harm's way. And yeah, as we right. saw with TCU secondary, like you knew going into that game, two very good corners, Bud Clark roving in the back, capable of making plays. Like their secondary is a strength. I like the little guy. Um, oh, LT's uh, cousin. Oh, Trav- uh, yeah, Travis Hodges Tomlinson. Yeah, okay. that guy. He's uh, so NFL. This is then again where I put on my NFL hat and I'm like, all right, he's got to move to the slaughter. Maybe if that, right? But he can play. Oh, oh, actually. Since uh, since we got Mina here, and I want to ask this. We had this discussion in the press box. Should Keely Ringo be a safety? Because I'm thinking, I'm going back to... It's a little stiff. I'm going back to Honey Badger. Mm. I, Honey Badger, that 2011 season, we're saying, oh, he's a Heisman finalist, blah, blah, blah. They play Alabama. They're like, oh, God, this guy is not a good cover corner. Yeah. Well, guess what? He's a great safety. Mm. <laughs> Keely Ringo might not be a lockdown corner. Yeah. He might be a great go-get-the-ball guy. Where's he being projected? I haven't seen lately. I haven't looked. Uh, so yet. our guy Dane Brugler has had him, had him like late first round. Yeah. Uh, if Dane does it again, he he'd have him early second probably. Yeah. Tyson Campbell territory. So there was a story that we ran on the Athletic that <laughs> quoted a bunch of anonymous uh, assistants in college football, and a lot of them said he can't run. Yeah, he's stiff. Yeah. And he can't run. If but like, oh, he can he can run. You saw him run down Marvin Harrison and peanut punch that ball out, which is which is what prompted the conversation in the press box of maybe this guy's like a star because like if you look at the Alabama defense like Eddie Jackson got cooked as a just playing corner Minka Fitzpatrick as a freshman got cooked yeah. as a playing but then they moved him to that star position and you're like oh we've unlocked something here yeah the, the anonymous piece that you reference is actually quite interesting of course talking to people who have played Georgia who have played TCU and the, I think, broad takeaway from that is, okay, you got to deal with Georgia's front seven. Far and away going to be the best front seven TCU's played all year. If they can deal with that, if they can somehow get the ball in the air, then you have to deal with the corners. Well, Keely Ringo maybe can't run as fast as some of the guys out wide, so maybe that's... I assure you Keely Ringo can run as fast as almost anyone on the field. It's not the it's not the foot speed I'm worried about. It's it's the coverage ability and and the the kind of in the ball tracking. Trevon Diggs, like I'm gonna I'm gonna gamble and try to make a huge play here. Yeah, and that also assumes that Max Duggan's gonna have time to throw it, right? I know I keep comparing them to Alabama players, but it's the same defense, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you don't think just to go back to kind of what I was saying earlier about Ringo and Johnston, you don't think they're gonna say man him up, we'll give you help. Uh, I it, the will give you help part. I, I think say, they're gonna say. <laughs> I would put two sets of eyes on him on every play because he's not just like 
He's not just like a go guy. Like he's their move guy. They put him everywhere. They put yeah. him in the slot. I mean that that seventy six yard touchdown. He was so their crossers are hot mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, and they scored two touchdowns on that in the Fiesta Bowl. One to Tay Barber, and then the seventy six yarder was another one where Duggan had a guy in his lap. Yes, and had to had to check. That was a check down ahead of the sticks. Like it was third and seven, and he caught it five yards past the line of scrimmage and just turned it into something. He's what like six four six. Yeah, yeah, he, he's insane fast for that <laughs> that size at the combine oh, he's because good. just watching him with the ball in his hands on the short stuff and then I think he has uh, route running blows okay but I think he's got good tracking and like he's got good eyes too but like with the ball in his hands the oh stutter my God. step he pulled against oh. Michigan was <laughs> a thing of art o- offensive and you know what he's got the Andrew Luck to him too helps guys up after the play after he dogs him goes over and Ooh. I saw him helping guys which up. is just mean so that's demoral. such an alpha move <laughs> It was. I saw him do that on the sideline. I went, oh, man, yeah, this is this man's built different. So more importantly, we got to talk about these tacos. We just ate at Sonora Town. Before we do the tacos, I just I have to ask you a question, Mina, because it's it's just something that I think about all the time. And you would know I'm scared for Mina now. (laughs) It's a football question. Um, Do you think that the pre-draft process, like the combine, and specifically maybe even with the quarterbacks, that they look too much at workout numbers and projections of athletic, and like they don't turn the tape on enough? And like, because like as a college football reporter, and I don't know if you can echo this, Andy, and everybody else in the car, but. Players go in the draft in very odd orders to me sometimes really? when it's just like, well, you just like, did anybody watch the, the, the Dion Jordan where you're like, he's not even the best player on Oregon's defense. What are you doing? <laughs> like 14 or 15. I was covering Ohio State at the time. And I guess there's no nice way to say it, but they drafted Eli Apple 10 overall. And I was like, he might not even be the best the 10th best player on this team. Yeah. You know, like I, I, I sometimes I wonder if people overthink the draft process. I think like it's really on a pick by pick basis. There's guys who get overdrafted because of their combine numbers and the tape's not that great. And then there are guys who get drafted because of their athletic potential and then it pans out. I would just go to Seattle taking Tariq Woolen out of UTSA in the fourth round, I think it was, because he totally destroyed the combine. His tape was not good. Yeah, and but they they saw the numbers, they saw what he was capable of, and it's that belief that you can coach them up. So it really is hit or miss. I also do trust Pete Carroll to recognize. Yeah, it's like, is this the right team? He works in my defense. Like he looks like. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest problem for a lot of these teams is some of them aren't self-aware enough. They just look at because I mean it's also too like you got a boss, and at some point you got to justify, hey, this guy falls in the athletic range that we're comfortable with. He's got all these gifts that I can sell to my boss. Metcalf's another one just to stay in Seattle, where you know he fell into the second round, even though he shredded the combine minus the cone, minus the shuttle. Like he learned how to play wide receiver. Like he runs routes now. Like you know, and uh, it It was not something they were asked to do at Ole Miss, and and so that's the you have. Quan Treadwell and you have DK Metcalf coming out of the same offense at the same time. Well, that's what those NFL guys jobs, the yeah. personnel guys, you got to figure out which one of those is going to figure it out. It's yeah. difficult. All right. It's tricky. Let's talk tacos. Sorry. We have an update. We've been to a taco place. It was delicious. Mm. Sonora town. Our first attempt at a taco place was closed. Our third attempt at a taco place is closed. 
we have an alternate. I planned for this. Again, like Ty mentioned, it was like an amphibious assault, my plan for tacos in this area of LA. Not here. There's a guy who just got his laundry looking by a Ross dress for less. Yes. We are in a shopping center. <laughs> there's a locksmith. There's discount cigarettes across the street. Do you know what a pack of discount cigarettes costs in, in, in Los Angeles? $9.13. That's discount cigarettes. I think we've got a new place. Scott the driver, do you see? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think it's called Gatos Tacos. Do you know oh, Cats Tacos. Cats Tacos. Cats. I don't know. Cats I meow. Yeah, <laughs> so guys, maybe I should like, as we're going to the new place, just start us off. I was wrong. Oh yeah? <laughs> All right, like, yeah. It took one place so, for Ari to totally flip on his Mina, taco Mina, take. Mina missed the original take here. The original take was that tacos are good, but what? The, Where is this going? <laughs> but, but, any, anytime you start a sentence that way. Tacos are good, but what? tortillas are third on the pantheon of carbs that you can wrap meat in, behind bread and uh, behind bread and buns. I guess those are the same thing, but yep. you know, uh, behind bread and slightly more organized bread. You get a hamburger. I think that's different than saying you want a sandwich oh, or a. I thought sub. you meant like a like a clamshell, like a dumpling bun, or like a. Oh. Oh, like a bow bun? Oh. I always like enjoy tacos. They're good. But if it were up to me and I were like doing something to seek out, that I would go a different type of food. Behind a hamburger bun? Like if I were like, yeah. like, if they had, like The look of disbelief on Mina's face is the best. In LA, I'd rather have a burger than a taco, I think. Is that weird? Um... But see the you can say it. You can no, say it, Mina. I mean, in LA? No, maybe it's not in LA. in LA. I'm just saying in my, oh, my Ari, it is it is Jim Harbaugh weird. Yeah, it is a little bit weird because it's a nervous bread. There's so it's many a nervous bread. There's so many different options. There's so many different fillings and salsas and types of tortillas. That yeah. There's like three people who make burger buns. But I, I gotta say, Dan. Yeah. That, that was the best tortilla I've ever had in my life. Yeah, sure. you did not oversell that. No, that was that, that was, was really place. really. I have a package of them in the back seat with and, with salsa to dip them in. And he was eating the tortillas with his bare hands before the tacos came out, and I was like, "This is gonna be a, this is gonna be a wonderful it, day." Yeah. It was a man <laughs> after my own heart. As someone who used to order two donuts in line at Dunkin' to eat while I waited for my breakfast, <laughs> <laughs> and does. Yeah, it's just right. It's an appetizer. Every meal has to. Yeah. Have. See. Yeah, multiple. So our second place, by the way, Andy went. With the tripe. The tripe. It was amazing. Oh, what part of the cow is tripe? It's the intestine. Oh, oh wow. Nice. And they made it crispy. Ooh, was Andy's review. That yeah. sounds good. So, so it's it's cow chitlins, basically. Essentially. Yeah. But it, it wasn't the sort of soft, gelatinous what you think about with intestines. It was a crispy. It right. was it was very good. And I've had tripe tacos before. There's there's a place in, in Phoenix that I go and get tripe tacos Tacos when I'm ever in there. Has a tripa option. Done. Tripa lingua, I'm here for. I guess I probably should get that. I've never eaten that before. Yeah, why not? You're in LA. Yeah, when in when in LA. And Ari, it tastes like beef. And just because we want to indulge Ari, because we love sweet, sweet Ari, we did order a pizza. Next Aww. to where we're gonna be. I just Aww. you're just a man of the people, and I and I love that about plain you. Plain cheese pizza. Wow. Plain cheese. So to that end, oh. since we're talking about the game, what does your gut tell you about oh. score? Wow. You should sponsor points that. For, thank you. Gut check yes. sponsored by Pizza Hut. By tripe. <laughs> Wait, you said you were like looking right at me, and I can see you bearing through my soul right now. You want me? You want a score? I want you to start because my score prediction for the game. Your score prediction. I want your your betting prediction. It's twelve and a half, is what I saw last. Sixty-three over under. A lot of people, right when the line came out, like when it was fourteen, was like, "Wow, that's way too much." And I was like, "Is it?" And then the line moved down to twelve and a half. 
if the line were to touch 10, I think I would like jeopardize my daughter's future. Like, uh, like 91% of the money. My, is on my gut. You. Yeah. Yeah. At I don't know what's happening here. Yeah. So my personal thought is that the score will be 44 to 17 Whoa. and that Georgia is going to just, will that please you? Uh, it won't. <laughs> People will think it will. Um, and like, I just like the thing I was talking to Andy about on our show today is I don't know why it's so controversial to say one team has all the like all the best players at like maybe is it 20. controversial in the world of college football it is like people do not like their disney story punctured it bothers them oh i mean tcu's america's team right, right. Like, well, I mean, the, the, the vibe statistical data driven results yeah. of the team sport of, for the past 20 years yes, but can you that measure that. max duggan's willingness to put his body in harm's way on seemingly every down i don't know if there's a moxie column on uh yeah on the uh, can't the, measure heart the he, grit baby it's fitting that he looks like an adult dennis the menace because yeah. he plays like <laughs> well my favorite thing is dennis the menace about that whole thing. i'm just imagining kirby smart as mr wilson the lower your ranking, the bigger your heart is. Like I've noticed that. Like if you're a five star, you've got no appetite oh, for the game. But, but does does he have that dog in him? Yeah, does he have that dog in him? Well, I mean, he's got that so, frog in him. Right? I guess you can <laughs> got everybody. Here's my thing. Kind is well Stetson Bennett. Stetson Bennett. That's why she's got a TV show and none of us do. <laughs> he looks like the president of the fraternity. Max Duggan is the first guy to be like, what are we doing cake stats? What are we doing cake No, no, no. Stetson Bennett is absolutely the treasurer that you go to to find out how many kegs you're allowed to order. Mm. Max, yeah. Max Duggan is not in a fraternity, by the way, so I don't know if that's how that works. From the commandos. I'm looking forward to, to seeing if any of you cowards will agree with me. Well, so you're very black and white with this, right? You're data-driven. You're, you're Ari Wasserman. I think that this, game, this game is... A week and a half later than the semifinal it should have been. Okay. And we've seen so, that semifinal play out year after year for the past eight years. So there will be people listening to this yeah. who will hear that, myself included, and say, well, will you not account for the, the superstition? The fact that TCU feels like, in a sense, maybe a team of destiny. Feels like they're red hot. They're they're peaking at the right moment. You just want me to rent that movie, don't you? You just, just yeah, you, 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 what, worth yeah, like, Presenting a question on behalf of the audience. Listen. If this happens and they win that game, it would be the most remarkable national champion in the history of our sport. What will you Can we do? agree on that? Did we, so we talk if, about a triathlon even before? Yeah, yeah so true. I'm saying if that happens... We should make a bet. Then we'll have a fun podcast afterwards talking about how remarkable it is that Rudy came to life. Or whatever fun football, remember the Titans or whatever. But I think from my standpoint, I usually am more leaning towards being a realist and upsetting people rather than like drumming up bad guy i'm not trying to be the bad guy i I just what do you got what's what's the rest of the van think i mean you're right (laughs) 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 they're much better yeah Yeah, at every position Uh, at the risk of being called an sec honk which is what everybody calls me anyway uh yeah they got better players they're going to win the game. I mean, the whole conversation is what would it take for the upset? I think we all agree. They'd have to turn Stetson Bennett over. Um, Duggan would have to, you know, make some kind of insane, like Quentin Jensen with the ball in his hand, 60 or something like that would have to happen. Yeah, I think overmatched, I think keep it close for a little bit. I think cover late. Like, I think this has Georgia covering probably, what would you say the over-under was? 63. Yeah, we're probably in the under range for this one. I think both teams come out. Like, again, you've got flawed enough quarterbacks to where they're going to do something funky early and mess that up, mess up the amount of possessions you'll get. So I could see Georgia covering late, but the under hitting. What's your pick, Dan? 
I've got it right around the spread. I think I have Georgia by a couple touchdowns. The thing that concerns me is you can put the word bad before both of these quarterbacks' names. Yes. We've seen bad Max Duggan. Not as much this year, but we've seen bad Stetson Bennett in big games, literally throwing away the games. Two interceptions we saw last year in the SEC Championship game against Alabama with that historic defense. It was on Stetson Bennett and turnovers. We saw it a couple years ago in Alabama Alabama with – that was a Sark-Bama, was it not? With Nick Saban out with COVID. Stetson Bennett, turnovers. And so – New year, different quarterback every season's its own living, breathing thing. But that's what concerns me about being too confident in Georgia. And the 3-3-5. Yeah, I mean, I've got 38-24 TCU, and I agree with about 95% of what Ari had to say. Wait, did you just predict a two-touchdown TCU victory over Georgia? Georgia, 38-24. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. No, no. Oh, man, Whoa. I agree with that. So, <laughs> sorry. Muy picante. No, I mean, I think... I love you, Ty. I know he's had good, good vibes. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, but it's true, right? They have better players, and I think the the big thing for TCU outside of, you know, the 3-3-5 is this alien defense that Georgia can't figure they out. They played or... Mississippi State, by the way, so right, they've seen like, it. Right. I, was, I mean, well, we've all read the articles, you know, and well, so it's... Yeah. I just think if... If TCU can't get out to a quick lead, and I'm skeptical that they can, I don't think there's any shot. I'm going to take it one further for you here, Ty. I bet, or I would bet, if I could have an alternate universe come to life, that if everything that Michigan did to mess that game up in in Phoenix, Georgia did, that Georgia would still win. Right. So Georgia runs Philly Special on their first. Yeah, touchdown. yeah no, Georgia runs Philly Special <laughs> on the first. Because Kirby might get fired if they run Philly Special on the first. Giga Michigan. It's like everything Michigan thought they did yeah. well, Georgia does that right. much better with athletes. Yes, yeah. That's right. yeah. So thirty-eight twenty-eight Georgia. Excuse me, just to clarify. Yeah. And I think you know I, I'll be rooting for TCU. I want to see TCU yeah, get I, out to a quick lead, and or not, I will you know I want to see what they can do. It'd be fun to see a close game. It still could be a close game, and they still could lose 38-24. But fourth quarter, Georgia knows how to play that game, right? They know how to wear you down. They know how to – we talk about pinata moments on our show when suddenly the dam breaks and, you know, oh, things right. go sideways. And, and Georgia, They have much better running jokes on their show than we do. Yeah, we, gotta come up we got dudes everywhere and uh, – OnlyFans. Yeah, we're going to start an OnlyFans oh, called Only Dudes Vans. Everywhere, by the way. Yeah, we're good. yeah okay. OnlyVans. OnlyVans. Only Dan's. <laughs> oh, no. That would be an awesome business if you knew, like, the seven best restaurants in every city and you just had a, a branded Dan Rubin. A white truck. van, an unmarked van. With with his face face on the it's side. about time white vans got a rebrand. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> We've let in a when we were, crowd co op them. I don't think most people are going to hear only vans. And <laughs> it's true. Jump to what you're saying. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, I mean, that, that's the, that's our problem with our, our Dudes Everywhere Only fans. It's, it's about having good athletes all over the field. I imagine that the population that is seeking out an OnlyFans page called Dudes Everywhere is going to be supremely disappointed by that. But the SEO is there. The SEO is and there. Listen, it's about the hook. You get them there with that, then right. they stay from the content. What they think they're yeah. getting, and they're like, "Oh, wait a minute! They're breaking down Georgia's defense. I'm going to stay." It's yeah. just like it's just like when you're recruiting an athlete and he wants to play defense, and you really want him to play offense. Just get him on campus. Just that's, get him in the that's door. Exactly. Yeah. Just get him signed up. Sure, you can play corner. Yeah, no problem. Switcheroo. So we are. I think we are a couple blocks away from the second place. So Ty, you have a couple touchdowns. Mina thinks she agrees with Ari. Uh, Mike, did you give an official 
prediction? Um, I didn't feel like doing math, so I just said Georgia covers and the under hits because Higher, I'm lazy. Oh, so not super high score. Yeah, so okay. not not super high score. Which, by the way, I think uh, what was the, I, I've forgotten it now twice. So that's 63, right? 63. 63. So, yeah, I'd say, so Ty's technically on the under. I, I think the under hits, too. I, I'm thinking, like, Georgia 33, TCU, TCU 20 or something yeah, like that. Right. 63 feels, like, high on the supply of the semifinals. Yep. Yeah, that's a little bit. Oh, it's open. Los Gatos. Yes. They've got a truck. They got lights on the truck. And people are waiting for food. This is this is beautiful. We have some plastic. There's a laundromat. Oh, Dude, there's yeah. a Domino's here if you guys want to get cheesy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Domino's. ordered pizza. <laughs> it's a new, it's a, it's a local neighborhood joint called Domino's. <laughs> Ari, explain yourself. He's taking us on a food tour, and I want to make sure that everybody on this wonderful food tour takes one non-judgmental bite from the best appetizer in the continental United States. <laughs> Domino's cheesy bread. Domino's. All right, have you. Ari, we have we have now had Bidia, which is as as Dan so eloquently put it, the taco version of the French dip. Yeah, I don't have a microphone. Ari has a microphone that he could be putting near your uh, mouth, but I give it a tan. <laughs> tan, <laughs> tan. So, not to BDI explain because I'm the last person, but it's incredible. It's great. BDI is stewed. It's traditionally stewed goat, but we get stewed beef in America, and it's shredded up, and then you get the stew to then dip the taco or quesadilla, like a quesadilla, back into. So it's a full circle experience, and it's perfect. And I, I learned the the dipping etiquette. You can dip. Take a bite, switch to the other side of the taco, sure. double dip. Well, look, take you're a holding the other side of the taco with your hands, so it's the company you keep. If they're okay with it, you should be okay with it. I did ask permission first, so that, that was... You did. Okay. That was great. Um, and they, yeah, the, the special thing about the tacos, too, is they're crispier than a normal taco because they'll dip the tortilla back into the consomme, the dip, the, the stew, and then crisp it so then the fat crisps up on the griddle. That's staining. Fat griddle. That's By the way, the, the, the best line tonight comes from Sonora Town, the first place we went, where it says very clearly, our tortillas are made with lard. Yes. Oh. They're right out in the open. Yeah. They want you to know. Heavens. The transparency, the flavor transparency. There is real. something about the presence of the word lard that mm-hmm. just ignites the fire in me. Like <laughs> this is br- Brutal honesty, because lard is going to turn off a certain percentage of the population. Yeah. No, it absolutely is. But like when I was in Oxford, I went to Big Bad Breakfast and I bought the shirt that just has a bar that says lard on it. Oh, I, have, I have the one that says bacon on it. Save. Kindred spirits. So we've been to Sonora Town, Gatos, uh, Apollonia. Apollonia is the pizza place. We went. To, it was a palate cleanser before we go to Kogi for short rib tacos. And don't forget about Domino's. Domino's. Ari got Domino's. What is it? What is the name of the uh, cheesy bread? <laughs> <laughs> what is this thing you so, call? Domino's. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. And you know what? Mina Kimes is no longer with us. She's No, alive. she's alive. <laughs> she just, she's no longer she with just us. She's got her own van. car. Right? Yeah. <laughs> she's no longer in Van Rubenstein. Yeah. But Mina went for seconds on the cheesy bread, and she's a made woman for me for the rest of my existence. That was, that was very... Very uh, something that's going to hold it close to my heart. Cameras, either. it wasn't. She didn't even no. know I was looking. I was scoping out who. I was watching all of you guys. You, you claim it's the best appetizer. I mean, it is. 
that I agree. Yeah. Or yeah, I I authored that. That's what you are. <laughs> Ari's drunk on cheesy bread and tacos. Ty, it's, that's a great take. I should try that one. Ty, what was the best bite you had? It was the first bite at Snortown. At the Caramello. The, yeah. like, it's like a giant hybrid burrito taco. Yeah. It, you know, like... It is a burrito-sized taco, okay. is right. what it is. It's, it's an open-faced burrito. Yes. Yeah. Totally. It, it, like, the thing is, like, your, your recs are usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. I trust you implicitly when it comes Thank to you. food and recs and that type of thing. I've just learned that mm-hmm. if you're saying it, it's probably pretty good. But something about that first bite just sort of, like... Ignited the taste. Buds. It's a symphony. It was a little bit different than all the other ones tonight. He said, quite honestly, it's very akin to like when you've got a new coach that comes in town and you're like teaching them all this stuff, mm-hmm. and then you go out and whoop somebody's ass with it for the first time. You're like, oh, this works. That bite was proof of concept. What you're selling, yeah. I love how Mike can turn this back into a college football podcast as hard as we try. I don't want it to be there, but it's just the only way it makes sense in my peanut brain because I lack the food words to have this conversation properly. I'm with people above my weight class on that, but it was that. That's special. So now we have one more place. We've got Kogi Barbecue, a legendary place. This is so... It's, they have a few trucks, and they opened up a taqueria, though I think it might be a truck in front of the taco spot. I don't know if the taco spot's still there. I have no idea, but the truck is there. And it's sort of, they call it L.A. tacos. There are Korean flavors, you know, Mexican flavors. The, yeah. the short rib is the is the yes. go-to. Uh, this, this is a place I have been before. Right. I uh, when a- I came out here a lot more, my first step was to get on the Kogi Twitter feed or Instagram feed and figure out where the trucks were. I have a feeling this might my 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 best bite so far was the Domino's cheesy bread. But sure, the no 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 the, my best damn. bite was <laughs> was the uh, chorizo taco <laughs> at Sonoran. Chorizo town. taco, yeah, it's yeah. so good. Um, so the move here, Andy's right. So their short rib tacos are the, the move. They have what's called a blackjack quesadilla. Oh, that is tremendous. So what I think we should do is we'll order the short rib tacos and I'll get a group dia. And so that is a barbecue pork quesadilla and they have a just a perfect green sauce on top. That sounds tremendous. It, it, it is outstanding. That sounds special. Team dia. Oh. bites. They have Tums here. Tom, 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 tom. <laughs> not <laughs> a sponsor not, yet. Not a sponsor <laughs> could be. <laughs> you would have said would have been my favorite one before? No, I don't know. I, I would have okay. said this or the caramel. It's doubled it's double up. So we have Kogi barbecue short rib tacos here. There we go. Oh, yeah. And Ari's about to eat his first one. Get in there. Look, you got to really get it. I've got small fingers. Mm. We, got, we got Golik with... There we go. Wow. Okay. That is so juicy and wonderful. That's number one. Oh, my God. That's the number one taco I've ever that had is. in my entire life. That's special. That's that's. Uh, I'm holding three in my hand right now. I don't. I don't know if anybody's getting more. This just grabbed me by the shirt collar and brought me in and kissed me like I've never been kissed before. <laughs> You're sort of like it's sweet. No, it's spicy. No, it's tangy. No, it's meaty. It's I don't know what it is. All I know is that it's it's special. I just mm-hmm. can't get over how like plump and wonderful wow. it is. It's such a full wow. bite. Oh, wow. I got one for the driver, too. The driver gets one? Mm-hmm. I have three of these to eat now. Unless somebody else wants one. Ty? No, I'm good. I opted out. I'm opting out. There you go. Scott says he's like opting out of a playoff game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, my God. I'm going to rip off the top of this. Oh, my God. Is that good? Holy sh- oh. You knew this was going to happen, didn't you? Mm-hmm. All day. 
This was this was you preordained. Down. So if we had left, as I would have liked to at three, we would have hit this and then the seafood place. The seafood place is perfect too. That's the thing. Wow. I took you to perfect places on purpose. You did. You knew what you were doing. The puppet master. Mm -hmm. So what is the actual flavor of this one? So he's big on marinades. There's a lot in his... So there's... Like, I could tell you there's like pears blended up in his marinade and stuff. So when it hits your lips. Like, there's Korean flavors. There's a bunch of different stuff in there. Soy sauce. That was that probably was the best taco I've ever had. Seriously. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that really was. I mean, I can't the think. essence of Helen Mirren is ground up in here. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Definitely Mirren, sweet <laughs> Japanese wine, something like that. I've had six different types of liquids in my body today. And now, so this is the sauce you got to put on top of it, though. That's the thing, or dip. So this is the blackjack quesadilla. It was one of the two or three best quesadillas I've ever had. Wow. And the sauce is crucial. The sauce isn't um, fully a green salsa. Mm, go for it. Flip that but, sucker around. As, as taco parts fall off of oh, me. Where's the... It's, 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 it's already We're filming. We're filming. Yes. I, I got... I just posted one. Okay, good. Taco. Mm. Don't wait on me. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I just enjoy reactions. It's so good. All right. Help. Looks like the Blair Witch Project in here a little bit, but this. <laughs> <laughs> you get it all close up on my face of me. It was not. Oh my god! I'm so fucking scared right now. So scared. <laughs> I'm so scared. What the fuck was that? Is there silverware in here? Something. There are no napkins, unfortunately. No, they've got napkins. Oh, I might need to. Scott's like, bro. Uh, so we're talking horror movies. Dang that it. sound just gave Man, me human centipedes flashbacks. <laughs> the best thing about rental cars is that you don't have to clean them. <laughs> right? Modicum of cleaning. Depends I would say it's like a you just like we got sporks. I don't know what how else to rip this apart, but I would start ripping. <laughs> Ty, you're a great ripper. I mean, you did a good job ripping today. You need to yeah. you need to get the the sauce on top. All right. Do whatever you can. Doesn't matter. Once you're in Van Rubenstein. This looks amazing. All right. It's probably been five years. Is this like what it was like uh, for every 15-year-old who smoked weed for the first time? (laughs) 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 One guy's trying to figure out how to do it and everyone's in a circle. (laughs) That's that's not really the first time experience I'm thinking about. (laughs) That's like, to me, There is a lot of figuring out. Uh, That's men during every construction project where one guy is doing something and everyone else is standing around offering encouragement. A lot of figuring out followed by the most amazing feeling you've ever had. That's basically what we're doing here. Yeah, yeah, it does sound like something else. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow, yeah. Mm. Do you want oh, this? Thank you, Dan. Yes. Oh, the green sauce, you're right. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, man. It's perfect. All right, what are your tastes? The freshness of the green. The green is just incredible. And the, the There's like 17 savory of flavors the I'm trying to catch up. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is like when the kids in Willy Wonka try the gobstopper for the first time and they like can't keep up with all the flavors. I'd be floating up into the fan, I'll tell you that much right now. Yes. <laughs> you would definitely be Veruca. I, I need all those little orange guys to come and juice me. <laughs> that is 
How are we feeling about tacos now? Ari? Tremendous. I was. I, I. I mean, I waved the white flag on that take real quick. <laughs> that was you. You flipping on that one bite in was the highlight of my day. Now the thing that I won't flip on is that I don't know if I'm going to automatically turn into somebody who in Texas tries to seek them out because I don't know if this can be duplicated. There's good places in Texas. There's really good places. Well, I need you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love you.